Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Hello and welcome to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Max 6 Entrepreneurial Center right here in Tempe, Arizona, where we help build businesses and connect you with the right people. I'm very excited to have Aliyah Covino with us today, owner and instructor of Body Politic. Mm-hmm. I checked on your last name. I didn't check on the word politic because it has a really funky, cool spelling. Yes, it does. But, I got, it, but I got it right. You did. You nailed <laughs> yeah. it. It shouldn't be that hard. It's just one letter that changed. You'd but, be right? surprised, though. <laughs> I, I'm sure. Well, welcome. Thank you so much. It's I'm a pleasure to be here. So excited to have you. So we've got up to 45 minutes to have a conversation about you and your business. And we always like to have folks start off by simply introducing themselves and and tell us uh, why this particular business. And then we'll just do a deep dive after that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my name is Aliyah Covino. Um, like you said, I am a fairly new uh, resident here in Scottsdale, Arizona. I moved out here about two years ago from Chicago. I was teaching full-time fitness there and um Always wanted to open a fitness studio, just seemed very daunting and didn't really uh, take it too seriously until about two years ago. So I moved out here to do that. Here I am talking to you and we're approaching uh, the opening date, which is going to be this Saturday. This Saturday it is, yes. That's exciting. Is there a time that you're doing a kind of a launch and a celebration? or? Yeah, so we're doing two classes on Saturday morning, 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. Okay, mm-hmm. good to know. So yeah. th- this is perfect timing. Yeah, perfect timing. So tell us why this studio, why Body Politic, mm-hmm. and how is it different? What's unique and, and why would it make sense for people to become a member? I'm assuming it's a membership. It's definitely a membership, but you can also drop in. So if you don't know quite yet if this is the workout that you want to do, you can absolutely try it with no commitment. Um, so what it is, it's two different fitness uh, programs. One of them is called Legree, which is um, best described as a strength training workout. So it, there are similarities to Pilates, which it gets confused for quite a bit, but we try to steer clear from comparing it to Pilates because it's a little bit of a higher intensity workout, better describes a strength training on a big machine called the Megaformer. And then the second program that we're going to be launching in January is called VersaClimber Fitness. So it's on a vertical climber that's stationary, similar to cycling, but you're using your full body and you're climbing and you're going to the beat of the music. It's dark. There's great lights, um, great music. It's loud, uh, really, really fun workout uh, cardio class. And you have been instructor for both in the past? So I have. So I I was teaching Legree in Chicago for a little over seven years. So I've been teaching that for a while. Uh, Versa Climber, I have not in, I have not taught it in front of like a public audience before, but I am certified to teach it. Prior to that, I was teaching cycling for a long time. So there's a lot of similarities between the two. And why Versa Climber instead of a, a cycle? Because or by yeah. a bike, because it's the full body? Great question. And that's exactly why it is full body. Um, I think it's more of a comprehensive workout. Microphone while you're chatting. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm leaning. No, you're good. <laughs> you're trying to follow Daryl's instructions and I don't want to make it hard for yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. Um, so that's exactly why it's full body. Um, it's a little bit more comprehensive than a cycling class, I think, because uh, you are utilizing both your upper and lower bodies and your core, which is another focus in Legree. So I thought that those two complemented each other really well. And we don't have it here yet in Phoenix or Scottsdale. So I I think with the avid hikers that are here, it was something that was that was something that needed to be here. Love it. 
and and Legree is that here in Arizona? It is. And yeah. why do I not? Why have I never heard of it before? Because there's not a lot of us yet. So I, this is going to be the fifth location in the valley that that offers Legree. Um, with as many people that live here, that's not enough. No. Um, <laughs> it's such a cool workout, and I want to share it with as many people as possible. And it does utilize a reformer. It's actually called a megaformer. Megaformer. Yeah. Reformer would be a Pilates term. Exactly. But a yeah. megaformer, megaformer, which is why you've emphasized the strength piece of it. Exactly. Yeah. Mega meaning like grander, bigger, right? Yeah. So it's a little bit bigger than the reformer. Similarities, but definitely differences too. Um, there's heavier springs that you can use. So you can get a little bit of more intense workout for your upper body, for your legs. That's why I think a lot of males gravitate towards it in addition to females. Um, We know in group fitness that females are the primary user, but a lot of men also gravitate to Legree. More and more I've noticed in the group classes. Yeah, that's true. Where in Scottsdale are you located? Right off the 101. It's on 90th Street and the 101. So if you take the exit for 90th Pima, we're right there. You could see us. Are you so excited? I'm stoked. And are you a little, little freaked out too or just mainly excited? You know what? I think the freak out has been like happening over the last two years uh, throughout the whole process. So I'm actually like kind of calm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, exciting. It's Why Arizona? My family lives here. Oh. So uh, I've been coming out here for a long time. Uh, my brother went to ASU. We're not originally from here, but they all relocated in the last four years, five years. Um, I was living in Chicago at the time and uh, I knew I wanted to be close to them. Um, and if I was going to do this, it was going to be a long-term thing. And I, I I knew it needed to be nearby. And can we say something about the warmer weather? Um, yeah. <laughs> is that appealing? Very appealing. Although I'm putting, on, I'm putting on my hat when I'm walking in the morning and doing yes. my hikes and I'm already, yes. I turn on my butt warmer in my car today. I, I, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's too. so cold. I do the same thing and my Chicago self is like really embarrassed. Are you embarrassed. kidding me? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but they say, right, our, our blood goes very warm. Yeah. Um, what's the word? Warm, yeah, warm it blood. Thins out. We th- that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. It thins out. I've been here since 79 since I was going yeah. in eighth grade. So uh, I'm I'm. So Super adapted, super thin, uh, super thin blooded. I don't know about super thin. So I'm curious about your your journey um, as um, just a healthy person, Mm -hmm. and and how did you get started becoming a fitness instructor? We've talked a little bit, of course, fitness instructor. To gosh, I want to own my own studio. Tell us even further back. Further back, yeah. Yeah. Um, Funny, it was never in the plan. Um, I always loved fitness. I was a student athlete. I had gym memberships as a young person and, and loved group classes, everything from like cycling to kickboxing. So I was an avid user for a long time. It wasn't until I walked into my first Legree class, which was a little over seven years ago, thinking I was going to a Pilates class, um, very unassuming. And I loved it. Like, had no idea what just happened. And you had done Pilates before? I was an avid Pilates person. Yeah. I would take group classes. I would take private classes all in the reformer. So I thought that's exactly what I was going to do. And I was like, whoa, what was that? I need more of it. And I I became a client, was doing it for about six months until I got certified to teach. And it was very much a side hustle where I was teaching two classes a week. But I loved it so much that it was very natural to fall into teaching more and teaching more. Um, So that side hustle then turned into a full-blown, full-time career where I was teaching uh, like 15 plus classes prior to the pandemic a week. So yeah, (laughs) that side hustle was no longer a side hustle. So I was teaching quite a bit. And as a young athlete, what were your sports? 
I played field hockey and softball. Really? So I, I would not have picked either of no? those sports. Really? No. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I I almost went to college for field hockey, and I I didn't because I wanted to go to University of Miami, and there was no field hockey team. So I I gave it up and yeah. <laughs> went to Miami for school. Fascinating. We had earlier today our eleven o'clock show. We had a Olympic athlete, a racquetball, a female racquetball player. Ooh. And, and I, you know, I said I didn't even know racquetball was still a thing. I yeah. mean, I know at clubs, of course. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. Today's the day with athletes, professional athletes and (laughs) business owners. I love it. So I'm sorry, you've been here how long? About two years. Two years. Mm -hmm. And have you, and you've been teaching at the same time you've been planning to open? Yeah. So what happened was um, I came out here with the intent to open the studio. I knew it was going to take a very long time, or at least it was shaping up to take a long time. So in the meantime, I got um, something called a microformer, which is um, the same exact machine that we, or I shouldn't say the same exact machine. It's a similar machine to what we have in the studio, the Megaformer, just smaller. Mm-hmm. So you can take it to um, an outdoor space or you can travel with it anywhere that you'd like. So I bought 10 of those and I was doing outdoor group classes here in beautiful, sunny Phoenix, which is uh, very conducive to doing outdoor classes all year round, yeah. something we couldn't do in Chicago. Um, So I was doing that for a little bit. And then I was giving those machines to private clients and I would go to their house and teach them a private Ligree class on that machine. So over the last two years, that's predominantly what I've been doing while ramping up the studio and getting it going. And building a community. And building a community. Yeah, exactly. And and building that Ligree love. A lot of people that I see now had never taken a Ligree class until meeting me. And now they're, they're converts too. Incredible. Who is, you've spoken a little bit about who it's best intended for, like the hikers as far as the, the, um, the climbing, this climbing still, yeah. what is it called again? Versa climber. Versa climber. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get this right. Uh, <laughs> who really is body politic? Who are you, is, is there a target member? Yeah. And, and if so, speak to that. Yeah. So the beauty of these two workouts is that they're both low impact, um, higher intensity. So it's, it's almost for everybody. So if, if you have injuries, um, something that prevents you from doing other exercises, especially HIT or like boot camp mm-hmm. or harder harder workouts on your body. This is a little bit kinder. So we're going really slow in Legree and the machine um, has tension to it where it uh, facilitates a lot of these moves like a lunge or squat. You have a little bit more support than if you were doing it just on the floor. The same thing with the Versa Climber. So we're doing a, a very innate movement that the body already does crawling or walking, where we're working contralaterally. So your arms and legs are, are going in opposite um, motions. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, also very low impact where it's not like you're pounding on the treadmill or pounding on the pavement running. And really like the community that I want to reach out to are the people that missed group fitness during the pandemic. I felt like over the two years or it turned out to be about two years, right? Where a lot of stuff was shut down or a lot of stuff was spaced out and we weren't able to congregate in places and, and do what we were doing before. People that crave that community and want to move together with other people. It's a lifestyle. It is, yes. <laughs> it comes friendships. We already yeah. obviously already mentioned community as well. Can you speak to the need for low impact for some people, mm-hmm. right? Not everybody um, understands why that's important. And, and again, it's not for everybody, but yeah. why Why are those two important things or why is that an important thing for you? Longevity. 
there's a lot of activities. I mean, as an athlete, I've seen what happened to my body doing certain things, certain motions. Um, and I have lasting injuries from some of those things, unfortunately. Yeah. (laughs) So, so low impact is really important because we want our body to continue to be able to do these things that we're doing now. And, and I truly believe that both these workouts are, are two of those. Um, they're made for, for that exactly. And I think also we want to uh, train our bodies for everyday life, right? Mm. So like what we're doing in studio isn't just, you could be a fitness fan and, and that's it for you. Taking that class is, is what makes you happy. But I truly believe that we want to do that to preserve all the stuff that we do outside that room too. And um, very important for it all to be low impact. Yeah. Specific age range? Does it? I think both these workouts uh, would be appealing to someone between 25, 45. Uh, that's at least what we mm-hmm. see as our demographic in both of them. But um, I have clients who are in their 60s. I can see, I can yeah. see that. Yes. Those yeah. of us that are not quite 60 yet, but darn close. Yeah. <laughs> I can see how it would be very appealing. Uh-huh. Uh, to, to be involved in a community like that. And yeah. of course, the low impact and yet strength mm-hmm. uh, opportunity to build and to climb. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. And they're both core centric, which is so important, right? As Speak we age, um, as we age, I think what's natural that happens is uh, back injuries, right? <laughs> so, and, and, uh, What's the term? Uh, muffin tops. Muffin tops. <laughs> little belly, little beer bellies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or big so, beer bellies. Yeah, and there's a lot of, um, I mean, there's few exercises that really target that area in a very effective way, and both of these will do that. Mm-hmm. Instead of having to do these endless amounts of sit-ups. Exactly, which are no fun. <laughs> no, and and some neck issues. And mm-hmm. that, I, I know for me, I don't do sit-ups really well. No. I like doing core strength, and, mm-hmm. I, and I need to. Yeah. But the old standard sit-up... Uh, has never been something. Yeah, and it's I've, not so effective, right? No, we, no we that's what target, I understand. My target trainer. other muscles <laughs> exactly. better. Yes, it's not just one muscle in the in the butt area, the belly area. Exactly, and the gut. There's quite a few. plenty. Yeah, and so both these machines and these classes mm-hmm. will help shape that whole area. Absolutely, yeah. And what's beautiful about uh, Legree is that we work the transverse ad- abdominis, which is the deepest layer of your core. Mm-hmm. So you're getting full benefits. It's not just for the aesthetic. It's it's for strength. Life. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Very good. Talk to us a little bit about what it's like to have prepared for two years mm-hmm. and clearly even before that. But what is it like to be getting ready to say, you know, I, I own a brick and mortar business. Yeah. And um, what has that journey been like for you? Uh, it feels good <laughs> to be able to say that finally we're opening because it's been quite the journey for the last two years. I started this journey in the middle of a pandemic, which is not the easiest time to start a fitness studio or a business, mind you, when a lot of them are shut down. So it was quite the ride. I think what was really helpful in the very beginning was I did two things. The first one was I named the business. So I had gotten the idea. I had come out to to Phoenix uh, to visit my family in the middle of the pandemic. I, at the time, was furloughed from my three jobs that I was working at the time. So I had a lot of time to sit and reflect and decide what was going to happen post-pandemic, or at least how I wanted that to look. I wasn't quite sure what that was going to look like until I came to Phoenix to visit my family. And I started thinking about what it would be like to bring this concept to Phoenix and Scottsdale. I thought that it was missing from the fitness landscape here, and I thought it would do really well. So I like just playing around. 
started talking about this with my family. And one of the first things was, okay, if if you did do this, what would you call it? And that name body politic came pretty quickly. Yeah. And it was almost like, ah, maybe, maybe there's something to this. And, um, having the name and having it actually have like a identity made it a little bit easier to take the next step. And then the next step was, um, which seems maybe now kind of backwards was I started scouting out locations just kind of for fun too, to say, all right, what would this look like in in, in true form? So I I had hired a broker that week that I was visiting and we went and uh, scouted out some locations and it still seemed like so surreal at the time, but I had found a location that I just fell in love with. And this is, mind you, like before I had money (laughs) to do it, I didn't even know if I could. Um, Found this amazing location and then I, I could truly visualize the whole thing. So that really lit a fire underneath me because I knew that this location wasn't going to be around forever. There was going to be competition and someone else might come in and swoop in and take it from me. So that uh, lit the fire for me to then go back to Chicago, pack up my stuff and really explore it and come out here and, and start that exploratory phase. Can I ask about funding? And yeah, so this was course. before you had money. So yeah, absolutely. Did that just drop out of the sky in a parachute or how that No, <laughs> no, no, no. I, um, I had to write a business plan and, and submit it to lenders and ask for a substantial loan to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had some money saved up, but not nearly enough to start something this on this scale. Um, so yeah, so I had to write a business plan, a, a very a thorough one that was going to explain exactly how I was going to do this, uh, show that I had done my market research, which I had. Um, This is something I think that I've been doing market research for over the last seven years. I would fly to different cities, uh, take classes at all these different Legree and Versa Climber and other fitness studios and see what they were doing, what I liked, what I didn't like, learning about the workouts, uh, the instructors, uh, the successful studios and and what they were doing right. And you did that from a perspective that you want to open your own business someday or were you doing it yeah. as an influencer, a combination? I guess back then there was always that idea that I wanted to do this, but it was a pipe dream, right? Yeah. So I think on some sort of level it was with the intent to potentially do this one day, but not so seriously. It was just kind of like, I'm just really passionate about this. <laughs> this is what I want to do and yeah. spend how I want to spend my time. And and am I making an assumption that you are an influencer when it comes to, I mean, I'm I'm thinking Instagram, TikTok. Have you put yourself out there then these last several years as an instructor? Oh, yeah, of course. I I mean, I wouldn't call myself a a influencer, but I I think that on some level, yeah, I um, I have been teaching now for, like I said, a little over seven years. um, And I I do feel like I have command in this this subject. So so I Therefore... You're an influencer. <laughs> no, a true influencer never wants to call themselves an influencer. So kudos to you for that. Thank you. You have a following. People mm-hmm. are curious. They're learning yeah. from you. They're celebrating you. They're thanking you mm-hmm. for changing their lives. Yeah. You are an influencer. Okay. okay. I'll <laughs> and, take that. Yeah. Marry that with social media. We're good to go. Yeah. Very good. Very exciting. Uh, any great challenges or pitfalls that you had to come? I mean, sounds mm-hmm. like, you know, writing the business plan was... Yeah. Was something that you had to jump into. Yeah, that was that was challenging yeah. for sure. Anything else though that Yeah. There was many. Uh-huh. <laughs> Where do we start? Um, I think the greatest challenge, if I think back to the very beginning, was um telling other people about the idea and overcoming that fear of what they might think and having it judged. And I think when your ideas are in their infancy like that, that's when they're the most vulnerable and you might second guess or doubt yourself. So I think that was 
the biggest challenge, um, especially initially, because you are not sure if this is the right thing to do. So that, and then lucky for me, I have a very supportive family and they, they were my biggest cheerleaders. And without them, I don't know if I'd be here right now. Yeah. Any, um, any naysayers, not necessarily family, but yes. I know when we share ideas, especially when they're intimate ones and, yeah. and they, we really haven't fleshed them out yet. Mm-hmm. If we give that idea to somebody and put them in the wrong hands. Yes. Uh, it, in fact, I can briefly, I wrote a children's story that published in 2010. It's all around love and personal love and acceptance. Imagine that. And I read it to my mom over the phone. And I knew as I was saying to her, we didn't have a great relationship. As I was saying it out loud, hey, I wrote this book and I'm getting ready to publish it. Would you like to hear? It was a short picture book. So very, you know, very brief story. And as soon as those words were coming out of my mouth, I thought, oh, you are going to regret this. Mm -hmm. But they were already out. I'm like, well, I must have said it for for a reason. She said, sure. And so I with, you know, the greatest read aloud voice that I could. I grabbed my little manuscript thing and I read it and there was this long pause. And my, my mom's response was, oh, so now you think you're a children's author? Ouch. And this story of love and acceptance went back into the drawer for another, I don't know, six months. Yeah. Because I was crushed. I left myself open. I've learned, of course, since then, you know, who to share ideas with yeah. and to armor myself when I share ideas with with people who may not um, be on the same page with me. But anyway, that's my experience. Yeah, Did you have anybody either that you knew well or that you didn't know that went, Psh, you can't do this. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Or, or maybe competitive and said, you know, stay off our turf. <laughs> you know what? I... Coming from Chicago, the people I did share it with, I think I was very selective. I had a great mentor, the woman I work for in Chicago who had owned the Legree studio that I was an instructor at. She was um, wonderful and very instrumental and and a a good person to bounce this off of because she had gone through it. Um, So I think that was helpful. I had shared it with her. But other than that, there was very few people. I I, I did want to protect it. And I I knew that that was going to be a fear of mine is having someone like your mom that would would say something that would set set me off course, right? Yes. Good for you. So you were protected yeah. from the beginning and, yeah. and knew who and when to share that with. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell us again the um, the location. Do you offhand know the address? Yeah, of course. Um, it's <laughs> 8870 North 90th Street in Scottsdale. Um, so right off the 101, super easy to get to. You'll see us off the highway. Brand new plaza. So it's fun. We have Great neighbors. There's a Black Rock Coffee, a Playa Bowl, which is an acai bowl, and oh, juice juice bar. Oh, perfect supportive environment. Yes, we have a nail salon right next door, um, so you can make a day of it. Yes, so mm-hmm. good. And you're on Facebook as Body Politic with a K. Correct. Studio Body Politic Studio. Mm-hmm. Instagram as well, Body Politic Studio. And your personal Instagram is Aaliyah Covino. Just my name. Super easy. Super easy. Aaliyah Covino. Super exciting. What does one wear to a class like this? Your cutest athleisure wear. <laughs> Very good. It's kind of a Because you might get photographed. No, yeah. So it's it's workout clothes, come comfy, get ready to move around, and definitely sweats. Grip socks if you're doing Legree, sneakers if you're doing Versa Climber. Mm-hmm. And how many people can um, each class handle? 12. Well, oh, that's so perfect. So we have 12 machines in both. And mm-hmm. so you mentioned drop-in is fine. Drop-in, I'm sorry, is... 
uh, so it's membership oh, based, yes. but they can, but somebody can also yes. either, what would they have to, probably with 12 spots, they'd have to um, see if there's an opening. Yeah. You would probably want to book it beforehand. Yes. That's, why, that's why I stopped myself with drop in. <laughs> I'm like, I probably shouldn't say that. Yeah. So we do two things. Uh, we offer monthly unlimited memberships where you can pay a certain price and you can come as many times as you want. Uh, for our pre-opening, we were actually offering it at a pretty nice discount for the entire year. So oh. if you bought a membership um, for $200 re- rather than the uh, regular $230, you can lock in that price for an entire year. We're going to extend that until December 1st. So people still have time to get that. If you're not sold that you know that this is the workout for you and you just want to try it out, yeah. we're doing $15 drop-ins for the entire month of November. So the class is usually $30, but it's oh, going to be that's 15. Oh, that's substantial, 50% off. Yes, 50% Between off. now and... Uh, until December until 1st December as well. Until December 1st. So yeah, this so is really the time to weeks. come and get a feel for it. This is the time, yes. Um, when In your Chicago experience... And you may not know this, not having owned the business, but do you know how far people would travel to come to a class? I, yeah. You know, I I know people, if they love a gym and they've mm-hmm. moved um, or they have, a, it has a great reputation, they'll travel miles yes. to go and, and have that workout. They will. We had people that would come in from the suburbs of Chicago, like talking 50 miles yeah. to take a class just because they didn't have a studio by them or they loved our studio so much. Um, and I know I'm like that. I'll trek it across town to take my favorite instructor's class. So I, I foresee that also happening here. I know we're a little bit uh, married to our bubbles here in Phoenix. People kind of t- I'm married to my bubble. <laughs> stay in their, their neighborhoods. Um, but we're close to McCormick, Ganey Ranch, Fountain Hills, that area. Still, yeah, within within a great distance. I mean, a, a close distance for those folks to come and participate mm-hmm. with you. Yeah. And I think the two locations you mentioned, the, those folks are very transient mm-hmm. and happy to travel for yeah. good quality experiences. Yeah, I yeah. think so too. So good. Tell us a little bit about the early years you as a little girl. Did you ever think that you'd own your own business? Have you had the entrepreneur spirit in, in you all along? You, you mentioned, you know, at least when you were instructor and traveling mm-hmm. and getting a feel for how people were running their studios and how people were doing their um, instruction during classes. Yeah. That that idea was back there. Mm-hmm. But how about even earlier than that? Maybe junior high, high school, maybe yeah. even grade school. Did you know what you wanted to be back I then? I did. Back then I wanted to be, uh, or I thought I wanted to be, uh, international attorney. So that's actually what I went to school for. <laughs> so a little different. Now looking back, I kind of wish I threw in some business classes, but I did. I went to uh, law school, took the bar in Florida and in Illinois, and I was practicing for a very brief amount of time. I was doing mostly um, international human rights law. I did mm-hmm. some immigration law when I lived in Miami, and then uh, more recently family law when I was in Chicago. So Something completely different than For business. Sure. And that's when you were doing some fitness on the side as an instructor. Yes. And I was like, oh, I like this yes, better. <laughs> exactly. I'm helping people in a very different way. Exactly. And it was funny because in the time of the pandemic, I hadn't been practicing for a long time. I felt a little guilty about it. And I thought, okay, maybe this is the time where I re-up my continuing education classes and I start pursuing law as a career. But I wasn't like... I didn't have that same fire or excitement to do that as when I got the idea to open the studio. Mm-hmm. So so that, um, no, being an entrepreneur or business owner wasn't in the plan. But it's funny, if I, I think back to it, I was listening to podcasts about, very similar to this one, about entrepreneurs and their journey. And I think um, that was 
part of the reason why I had the courage to do it because I would hear their stories and say like, they're, they're very similar to me. They're, they had all these fears about failing and, and all these um, obstacles to overcome, but the only difference is, is that they went for it. It's so funny. I just posted this the other day. Let me see if I can pull it up. A saying just like that. And it's, I mean, everybody's, it's resonated with them. There are people less qualified than you doing the things you want to do simply because they decide to believe in themselves, period. Absolutely. <laughs> right? Yeah. And once we get to like, you know what? Okay. There's no reason I can't stay, stay attached to my dream uh-huh. and then, and see it through to fruition. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. There was proof in that. So when I started those little baby steps in the very beginning, just like thinking of the name or creating the LLC or looking for this space, I felt like all those little actionary steps then amounted to something much bigger, right? So it was just a matter of taking that first step and then each one snowballed. If I can tag on to that, I think the way I see that is you gave yourself pieces of evidence that this could really work. Right. And our mind attaches to whatever we're feeding it. So yeah. if we're giving it evidence that this isn't going to work, my mom says, so now you think your children's author. Mm-hmm. I went, oh, she must be right. <laughs> Stuck right. in the drawer. Yeah. Um, instead, you are attaching yourself to evidence that says, oh, this is legit. Yes. This is real. Yeah. And so it's it's a choice, really. It's true. Yes. You I have could, finally learned that after all these years. Isn't that amazing, <laughs> right? Is. You can attach yourself to the fear of all the potential outcomes. Whatever it is. I.e. failing or what people might think of you, or you can attach it to it actually working out. And yeah. why not you? Right. Yeah, some of the um, great success stories about people, you know, uh, having command over their body and falling in love with their body and getting in shape is so inspirational. And for mm-hmm. you as an instructor, I'm sure that's got to be amazing to know Absolutely. that you've helped somebody yeah. do that. And that's, that. that's the joy. That's that's where the fun is in all this, yes. is seeing someone not only like see their body change, but these two workouts, they're hard. They're no joke. So mm-hmm. I feel like you come in, you take a class and you do something this hard but that's still attainable, you relate it to your outside life. And you yep. say, you know what? I, I did that hard thing this morning or last night. I can do anything in my day-to-day. Absolutely. Are you fully staffed? Are you looking for additional instructors? I mean, we're of course you'll looking. grow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're actually in in like the uh, beginning stages. So we have a small team, but I'm being selective with who, sure. who we take on. So we're definitely looking for both Legree and climbing instructors. So if you know any, let me know. Um, we do train too. So if you're not certified, we do train. Very good. Mm-hmm. What if I not thought to ask that you want to make sure our listeners and our viewers are aware of? I I just hope that everyone uh, that's in the area that's curious about this comes out to try a class. I know it's uh, kind of daunting, a new workout that maybe you don't know much about. Um, but I hope that we see you, whether it's this weekend on Saturday or on our opening day or sometime in the very near future. So good. Uh, nine and 11 are the classes? Uh, eight and nine. Oh, so way it's off. an early crowd eight here in nine. Phoenix. Yes, for sure. <laughs> I'm one of those people. I'm up by 4.30 before the sun these days. Are you? Yes. I already have my workout in before my Respect. son gets up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just wired. All the years of swimming and doing dance in high school and college, it's like yeah. it's just now ingrained in me. Yeah. I don't know how to, to not turn way, it right? off. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, one day we might add on to that, yes. um, maybe a 10 and 11 a.m. So right now, now, eight and nine. nine eight and, and nine over the uh, weekend. And um, on Saturday, this Saturday is the opening, which Correct. is Saturday the 12th. the 12th. For those, this will be a podcast, of course, after the live broadcast. So I want to make sure that people who are listening this after knows you're already open. Yes. And they ought to get to the website to register ahead of time. They can, yes. And take advantage of the 50% off for yes. the monthly 
So the 50% off is on the drop-ins. Drop-ins. And then they can also snag that unlimited membership yes. at a discount a there discount as well. Price. Mm-hmm. And they, um, the website for Body Politic itself is? Body-politic with a K dot com. Super easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ali, it's been great to get to know you. Thank you. It's been great to be here. And I'm Thanks gonna, for having me. I, I have a commitment already on Saturday morning. However, okay. the following week, <laughs> I would like to come out and, and drop in. And, I would love that. And take a class. Would love that. Have you kicked my butt? Yes. Looking forward to will. it. You've been listening to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from Max 6 Entrepreneur Center right here in Tempe, Arizona. Some media leans left, some lean right, and we lean business. Until next time, I'm Karen Nowicki. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.